You're listening to the Collab Talk podcast, episode six of the MVP Buzz Chat series. In this episode, I'm talking with Office Apps and Services MVP with a focus on PowerPoint, Ellen Finkelstein. <laughs> Hey, this is Christian Buckley with Collab Talk, and I'm talking with Ellen today about this MVP Buzz Chat, talking about her background and experience. Ellen, why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> Hi, Christian. Thanks for having me on. I am a PowerPoint MVP. There are 14 of us in the United States, I think around 35 to 45 in the world. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. And we're a, an unusual group because... Although most of the MVPs in general are, are programmers, are really highly technical, we do have some, a couple of programmers among our PowerPoint MVPs, but most of us are designers or just presentation experts, so we just know PowerPoint really well. Mm-hmm. So my point of view is I really try to help people use PowerPoint to communicate, to get ideas out there. So I'm not a designer. In fact, I have an ebook called Slide Design for Non-Designers because I've had to figure out how to create great slides and I've created a system that anyone can use. I need to, to add that link to this as well because that's a, that, so I need to, to review that myself. So yeah. <laughs> There you go. Okay. And because people do need it. Most people in their general presentations, they don't have the opportunity to go out to a high price designer in, in their day-to-day work, maybe for something big. And, you know, it's always a great idea. Anything where you go to a professional designer is going to look a lot better. But most people don't have that opportunity day-to-day. And, and so we all know what death by PowerPoint is. That's one of yep. my things. I, I have a campaign against death by PowerPoint. So that's what I do. So I you're, so you're saying you're, you're pro-death by PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I talk about turning death by PowerPoint into life by PowerPoint. And in fact, I have a slide where I animate the slide and it shows a, a, an old fashioned slide that was used to be in a, in a carousel kind of thing, but it has a, a dead tree and mm-hmm. then I fade it into a, a live tree. And, and you know, that's, that's my analogy of turning death by PowerPoint into life by PowerPoint. But the point is, the truth is that number one, people don't really learn PowerPoint. Nobody takes a course in it. People just kind of plunge in. Well, they, they assume that, right, or they assume that they know enough to get to get by. But there's, I mean, there's a difference when there's somebody actually knows what they're doing. Um, yeah. And it can be an incredible tool. Because my, in my experience, I mean, about a decade ago, and I had a project manager, was one of my direct reports, and was just fantastic with it. But at, I wish more people would take seriously, it's not just about the content of what they're presenting, but it's the how they're presenting that. Um, right. to, it enables you to then better communicate those ideas. And so we, we do need to have some level of proficiency in this tool that is such a part of our lives. Right. And it's not only the tool, but it's also a, a, an understanding of how presenting, what presenting is and how to communicate ideas to people. Right. So it, it's a concept of education and, and teaching and how adults learn and all of this stuff really goes into making a presentation where you get across your idea to somebody so that somebody understands it and remembers it and applies it, puts it into effect. And it, you, know, you also have to persuade people that what you're doing is important. 
So putting up all the text that you're going to read on the slide and reading it, that's death by PowerPoint. And it really hurts your, your effectiveness as a communicator. Right. So that, that's well, kind of what I'm all about. Well, now I need to read your, your ebook around that because uh, I mean, what, I mean, so I, I understand that I've sat through so many excruciatingly painful presentations yep, we all where have. they're trying to put all of the information they're sharing up there. And, and I do, look, I've, I've done that myself where I, you know, be, I, I do it because I want, I'm, I want people to then go and have that as a resource and download it later, but there's better ways of doing that than putting all the text on there. I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> I'll tell you the better way. Yes. So first of all, it's true that people do this because that's what they've seen. They don't know what else to do. So I teach something that I call the tell and show method. And it's based on some research by Michael Alley, who's a professor at Penn State. And he did some research doing different kinds of slides. And he then tested the students. And he called it assertion evidence. And the basic idea is you make your assertion on the slide, that's like the slide title, and then you show your evidence. And usually you do that with, it could be a photograph, it could be a diagram, it could be an illustration, it could be a map, it could be a data, it could be a chart or a graph, whatever it is, you make your statement and then you show it. So you tell it and you show it. Well, which is like the, the whole thing with the, you know, and going into demo. And so, I mean, most people are familiar with that where there's a couple points, like this is why this is important. Now let's show you demo number one and going over into that, that other view. Right. So, but you can do that even on, on every slide practically. I, not that you don't ever summarize something, you know, sometimes you do. So let me tell you the little secret about how to create handouts so that you don't have to put everything on the slide. And, and I just want to intersperse that you said that that's kind of why you do it. You want people to have the notes to be able to take them home, but people often do it just because they want a teleprompter. Right. And, and if you want a teleprompter, then you should, there are ways to get around that as well. Uh, and practice is one of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but there's presenter view where you see the notes and the other people don't see the notes and things like right. that. Yeah. So the, the basic way you do that is you create a slide that has, is highly visual and you put what you're going to say, all the notes you want people to have in the notes pane at the bottom of the slide, below the slide, there's this notes pane. Right. And then what you give people is a PDF of what's called notes pages. So they get, notes pages has a picture of a slide and then it has the notes below it. Right. And so they get that, they get everything you're going to say, all of your notes, but they don't show on the slide. And so, and I've, I've done that um, because I've started to add the, you know, the, the, you know, the complexity of what I want to talk about to prompt myself. Um, usually when there's, I mean, as you know, when a presentation is new, a topic is some new you know, material that's coming out and want to make sure you hit the different points. If you're doing something, speaking enough of events and uh, you know, on a certain topic, you don't tend to not need that. Um, but I have, I have done that and I'm generally allow people to download my presentations. So they can see all of it. I even tell people it's like, put your name on it, go and, you know, and use it if it's useful for business, because that's part of why I go and speak on the topics that I do. Um, but the other thing that I, I do um, is that uh, just for the, you know, the flow, the continuity of the presentation is that I will have slides that have more of the information around, you know, and so instead of it being on notes, but then I'll hide that. So the presentation doesn't come up, 
but then I can just go unhide those and right. upload yes. it to SlideShare. Yes, so, so that's, that's another, another thing technique. you can do. Yep, you can just create slides that you don't show. And the third thing you can do is export it to Word. There's a thing called export and create handouts in Word. And the value of that one is that it gives you more flexibility in layout. It ends up in a table in Word. So you can edit it any way you want. So that's just another nice, and, and it there are these different configurations. You can have the slide on top and the notes on the bottom or next to each other. You can even create, like for a workshop, you can even create the slide with blank lines so people can take their own notes, that kind of thing. There's some research that shows when people take notes, they remember more. Well, that's, you know, it's something interesting, whether if you're giving a presentation, whether it's at work or you're at a, at a conference around that is, always do think about, you know, what is going to be relevant and a value to, um, to, to give to, to, to people that attended my session because, uh, you know, what wow. a concept, thinking about what would be valuable for the audience. That's exactly. So if you, if you think about that, what, what they really want to go and have. And, and so that's why I, I love including in uh, that I, I usually include in a presentation is a list of the resources, like where I went, things you should look at, people that you should be, you know, go and follow to be aware of there. Um, but that's something that, and, and being a, you know, a, a technical marketing guy, I mean, I'm also thinking of that once you go and do that presentation, is the recording going to be available? Then what downloads will you have to have an, an, a, what could be like an ebook of your presentation with all of those resources? Um, go and build it once. You're already doing that footwork, pulling all that stuff together for your presentation then it's just that next step of here's now a PDF with all those pieces, the slides, all of the notes, all of the relevant resources for that with, with not a with, lot of additional work. Right. Absolutely. And with links that work and, and you should, when you do research, I'm sure you know that you should know where you got everything from, you know, you should have your sources there. So you might as well put it in the notes at that time. And you're right. It, it basically comes, becomes a kind of, ebook and all of those links will work and people can use them so absolutely well i have to ask you so as a power and i've been meaning to ask this question as to a powerpoint mvp is so what are your thoughts on or do you use sway because some people thought oh. when they when they saw that and it's a it's a different product and it very rapidly got added as a full-fledged member of the office suite and some people look at it's like why would i use sway if i'm using powerpoint or vice versa like how do you answer that so first of all, you don't. This is my very, gotcha, my one gotcha question. No, no, it's okay. You don't hear very much about Sway these days. At least right. I don't. I don't hear anything about Sway. the The value of Sway is that it self designs slides, and so for somebody who wants something to look good, uh, for example, they had a an example of somebody who was maybe I don't know an interior designer or somebody like that, and he wanted to be able to put up some some designs and then quickly show it to a, a potential client, something like that. So it was something you could get together really quickly and it was much more design oriented and visual oriented and it had certain types of layouts. Now, I think some of that has come into PowerPoint with well, in PowerPoint, PowerPoint 365, designer. right, right, into PowerPoint yep. designer. So I think, I think Microsoft learned some of the algorithms they needed to create good layouts and so on like that and have now started putting it into designer and designer has recently been upgraded with some really cool designs 
So I used to like not really ever use it. And I've started occasionally using one. They have some designs with these big circles, which are really popular now. Yep. And, and they create beautiful slides. Yeah. Well, I wonder, you know, I'll have to talk with the, my MVP lead to find out, uh, uh, you know, if there are sway MVPs out there, I'd love to talk. I've never, I've never heard of any. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, I mean, I, I mean, ultimately, uh, the, the, how best to communicate what the, what we're trying to teach, what we're trying to share, um, is that there's going to be a combination of tools, you know, demo of the, the, the slides, the actual presentation layer to, to your message. And, uh, you know, if, if people are finding utility using Sway over PowerPoint, they're like, do it. Then if that's working for you for that, that method. And, um, you know, I, I've just, for, for me personally, I, uh, you know, the PowerPoint is just much more versatile in if I want to go to printed, you know, physical media versus, you know, online and sharing and moving things around and animating some things converting that into now where you had um, office mix and now that capability is going to mention that. Yeah. Point. You know, mm -hmm. so that if people that are, weren't familiar with office mix, I mean, it's still out there, but it's, but they're now rolling the capabilities into, into, you know, PowerPoint just natively, but that's where you've got this old slide deck, but you can actually then go and record a video, have your, you know, a, a talking head, like your face on the slide. Oh yeah, it does that very it. nicely now. When you and record, when you record, uh, to, it will by default put your webcam in the corner. Yep. Uh, you can take screenshots, you can take uh, screencasts now from within PowerPoint. And at the end of all of it, you can export to video. Right. So you can, so you, and that's a great medium. So you can use power. One of the areas where I think this is so valuable is in, e-learning or, or just in any kind of learning, like for training, trainers. So they might give a live presentation in a classroom. Then they might turn, they might create PDFs like we were talking about with all that information for the students and for people who didn't attend. And they might put that online so this, the trainees can access that information in an ongoing way so they have it to uh, when they need to implement the learning. They can turn it into a video. Uh, they can even create interactive types of things like a little quiz or or things like where you uh, have a menu and you choose something and you know that kind of thing right so so there are so many ways that you can reuse that powerpoint presentation for different parts of the learning cycle right i i actually once did a, a talk called something like the never-ending class or something like that it was a play on the never-ending story yeah but but it was an idea on how you, you the big big flying um, muppet dragon yeah. is, is that part of it <laughs> right no but the idea was how a you could you a train just randomly <laughs> calling for a train sorry that's like you know hey i'm a child of the the, the 70s and when that yeah, came yeah, out yeah, yeah. i can tell you that that was one of my biggest film disappointments ever because the trailers the build-up for that was just fantastic oh, and then it uh -huh. was it was not very well done muppetry oh uh, i suppose the technology of it but i i like the story but but anyway yeah, i think yeah, they did a, anyway. a a second version that was not very good but yeah. anyway so um but the point is is that you can take the your powerpoint content and reuse it and repurpose it in so many different ways and make it last kind of forever because so many classes especially training that's done in a classroom kind of ends there and yeah. then there's no support for people to implement it. 
Right. So and, PowerPoint and can be an integral part of that. That's my exact point is that, that there's uh, people learn in different ways. Some like to read, some like to be there, like the live and ask questions. Other people want to consume a video on demand. And so that content, it, it's, uh, it's important to have it available, depending again, your goal, but have that in these different mediums. And that's, that's why I've stuck with PowerPoint over Sway and some of these other tools for my primary uh, uh, sharing of this information because I can go and quickly and easily do those different methods. I do the creation once and right. then some tweaking for each of those different methods. Right, right. No, PowerPoint is definitely a, a tool of all trades kind of thing, you know, like a jackknife type of thing where you can use it in so many different ways. And in fact, very often when you read read people talking about, you know, how to use PowerPoint or how to present, they're leaving out the fact that it's used in so many different ways. So there are people who use PowerPoint to design print materials. Yep. And there are people who use it to mock up websites. And there are people, I, I once had a blog post about all the different ways to use PowerPoint and it was unbelievable, all the different ways. You, you mentioned right at the beginning, I also use it, I'm not a Photoshop guy. I mean, it's funny, it's like I was my original major, three years of industrial design. I used to have in the early 90s and late 80s, early 90s, all the graphics programs and do that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, and did graphic design for hire. I don't have time. I don't have those tools. I go outsource that kind of stuff. But for quick and simple um, modifications of things, especially for social promotion of yep. events and activities, I go and mock things up, add things, move it around inside of PowerPoint, save it as an image, tweak it, you know, uh, you know, size it and everything. And it is fantastic how it's, quick and easy it I, is. I do that every day. I, I do yeah. posts. I do like Facebook posts with little like, like these little quotes or something like that with a picture and some text on top of it. Yep. I have a course called PowerPoint for Marketing Graphics. And it's all how to use PowerPoint as a graphics tool for marketing. So it, it's social media. It's for a sales page. It's to create a, a, a logo kind of thing for, for, to represent a product. Whatever it is, we need to use images all the time. And in fact, that's part of my argument about why I don't understand why people put up all text slides. It's like these people know when you make a Facebook post, you put a picture up. When you put up a blog, you put a picture up. And then it's like they get into PowerPoint and they just become stupid. You know, it's like, you know, they know that you, that you have to engage people. The power of images to engage people is just so, so potent yep. and images have the ability to to evoke emotions for example that you can't do as easily with text not that good writers can't do that but it's so it's so important and so and we can create video with powerpoint too so and I, I put that on social media these little short little animated videos that you can create i have another little course on that <laughs> well we'll have to provide links to some of this stuff as, as well but yeah yeah ellen i you know i really appreciate your time today talking and it's uh i'm sure you're gonna get some people that uh are inquiring about these uh some of your resources that you've named because yeah i'd love I, to make them available sure everybody needs needs to uh have again some level of proficiency with powerpoint because it's such a powerful tool so ellen thanks Absolutely. a lot for your time today it's great talking Thank to you. you yeah great talking to you thanks a lot bye-bye Wow! <laughs>